Awesome. Thank you so much, Adele. Uh, how is everybody this morning? Are we good? Yeah. Happy Easter. The King has risen, hey? The King has risen. And what a great day to be in church as well, isn't it, on this perfect Easter Sunday. I, as I was reading my Bible this week, I know I do read my Bible as the pastor here, but I read in Psalm 122 verse 1, it says this, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Let us go to the house of the Lord. And what a day to rejoice, hey? One of the greatest days in the Christian calendar. One of the greatest days, a significant day in history, and we get to be in the house of the Lord. Did Easter Bunny visit anybody's house last night? Hey, we had Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy came last night and uh, we wondered if they bumped into each other and had a bit of a chat. And uh, so my daughter's tooth fell out and one of the boys couldn't let her have all the glory, so his tooth fell out as well. <laughs> and, uh, and so Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy came. It was such an exciting night last night, but not as exciting as today, right? <laughs> the King has risen the tomb has been rolled away. How awesome is that? And so we've been doing a series uh, called Jesus Changes Everything. Jesus Changes Everything. And I just love this title because when I was lost in hopelessness, not knowing why I was on this earth, you know, not knowing what life was about, searching, like so many people are searching today. You just talk to people, they are searching, looking for a reason to live looking to feel that emptiness inside of me, knowing I was created for more, except I didn't know what that more was. You know, have you ever had that feeling? Yeah, there's something more, but I don't know what it is. Wanting to somehow start my life over again, you know, desperate for change, recognising the need for change, but not knowing how to get there. Yep. Not knowing where to start. You know, there was a song at the time by two famous singers, and I might be showing my age here, so I hope you can... I'm sure you'll know these people. We got Michael Hutchinson from In Excess and we got Bono from U2. And they did a song together and it wasn't very well known but it was called Slide Away. And these were the lyrics. I just want to slide away and come alive again. I just want to slide away and come alive again. Now there were more lyrics than that <laughs> but these are the lyrics that spoke to me. You know, I didn't know anything about being born again when I heard those lyrics. I didn't know anything. I didn't know that the Bible talked about having two births. In the Bible, it talks about that. You need your natural birth, which is important. That's how we arrived here. But then there's another birth, and it's not by water. It's the birth of the spirit. Two births, the natural and the spiritual. And I didn't know this, but I knew that these lyrics were somehow articulating how I was feeling. I just want to slide away and come alive again. I need that. I didn't even know who I was talking to. Yeah. But I just, I needed that. I want that. Yet I had no idea how. I knew this life that I was living needed to die. And a new life needed to be resurrected. But I had no idea how. It didn't make sense to me. It even sounded like nonsense. It sounded like nonsense. But somehow I knew that's exactly what needed to happen. And, you know, I don't think I'm alone. We've all had times of searching, of wondering why we're on this earth. What is the purpose? What is our destiny? Is it all worth it? Yeah. How many times do we ask this question, is it really worth it? We get to a point in life where we're searching and wanting answers, wanting to know truth. You know, even Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? What is truth? What is truth? We all have different areas in our lives where we want change, where we're desperate for change. 
where we recognise such a need for change, but situations and circumstances seem outside of our control. It seems so unattainable. The mountain seems too high. The rubble, too much rubble to sift through. Was it Nehemiah when he went to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem? It, it was too high. There was too much rubble. The work seemed too much. Lord, help us. We know that parts of our lives need to die and other parts need to be resurrected. Are anybody, is anyone with me this morning? Are we connecting here or is it just me? Surely not. These things need to happen, which, but we don't know how. It doesn't make sense. And at times it seems like nonsense to believe that my marriage will ever be restored. It seems like nonsense to think there's going to be a change in that child's life, that prodigal son or daughter who seems so far away. It seems like nonsense to believe. A change in our workplace, that person in your workplace. I don't have one in mine, which is good. <laughs> we just got Adele and Dan there, all right? <laughs> that person in the workplace... Could we dare to believe? It seems like nonsense to believe that they would ever change. It seems like nonsense to believe for a change in our relationships, a change in our finances, a change in our health. We want to see breakthrough, but we don't know how to make it happen. And we feel like something is missing, but we don't actually know what to do. It doesn't make sense. Where do we start? The good news this morning is that Easter Sunday is the perfect place to start. And we're going to kick off by reading the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you can't get better than that. You cannot get better than that. So Luke chapter 24, in the Passion, verse 1, it says this. Very early that Sunday morning, the women made their way to the tomb, carrying the spices they had prepared. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Joanna and Jesus' mother Mary. Imagine how she was feeling, Jesus' mother. Arriving at the tomb, they discovered that the huge stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside. So they went in to look, but the tomb was empty. The body of Jesus was gone. They stood there, stunned and perplexed. Suddenly, two men appeared above them in dazzling white robes, shining like lightning. Shining like lightning. That's pretty full on, isn't it? Think about that. Shining like lightning. Terrified, as you would be, the women fell to the ground on their faces and the men in white said to them, why would you look for the living one in a tomb? He is not here, for he has risen. Have you forgotten what he said to you while he was still in Galilee? The destiny of the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinful men, to be nailed to a cross and on the third day to rise again. And all at once they remembered his words. Ah, oh, that's right. I remember he was saying something like that. The husbands, <laughs> wives. Yeah, I think so. I think I remember. I think I was listening. Leaving the tomb, they went to break the news to the eleven and to all the others of what they had seen and heard. You know, something I've discovered over the past twenty years in my Christian walk is the best place to start is with Jesus Christ. The best place to start is with Jesus Christ. If this isn't your starting point, then in true Sicilian style, because I'm half Sicilian, is just forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. This has to be the starting point with whatever you are facing. Because on this perfect Easter Sunday, the day the tomb was rolled away and Jesus Christ rose from the dead, everything changed. Yeah. 
What humanity knew beforehand from this day forward was different. Jesus truly changes everything. When Jesus rose from the dead, he secured victory. He won. And you know, if Jesus wins, we win. Pastor Malcolm says his success is our success. His success is our success. He wins, we win. We receive forgiveness of sins, cleansing of all unrighteousness. The day the tomb was rolled away was the day that Jesus Christ defeated the devil, kicked him in the head. He's gone down. He ain't getting back up unless we let him because we have the victory. And we have to come from that mindset that we have the victory always. He wins, we win. We're winners. We're victorious. He made a way for us to come back into relationship with our Heavenly Father. How awesome is that? He made a way. He became the way, the truth and the life. And he says, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So he has to be our starting point. There is no other way. And from there, from that point on, God can resurrect dead things. God can resurrect dead things. He can resurrect those things which we've lost hope for. There's still hope because he's the resurrector of life. What was dead, he can bring to life. That is good news this morning. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, yes, God raised Jesus to life and since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. So the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, that same resurrection power is living inside of you if you're a believer this morning. How awesome is that? And if you're not a believer, we'll give you an opportunity very, very shortly. And that power that is living inside of you has the anointing and the authority to change any circumstance, to supersede any doctor's report to heal any broken marriage, to bring any financial breakthrough that you're looking for. And he can even open shut doors. How cool is that? You think a door's shut? Uh, No. God's just, it's not happening. If he wants that door open, he will open that door. Amen? That deserves a round of applause for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He has the power to change hearts. None of us have that power to change. He has the power to change hearts. Ezekiel 32, 26 says this, this, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. He has the power to wipe away an old life and give someone a new life. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this, Therefore, is, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, The old is gone and the new is here. How awesome is that? And that's exactly what Jesus Christ did when he rose from the dead. The old is gone and the new has come. New life, new hope, new peace, new joy. If you feel like they've slipped a little bit away from you lately, you can reconnect with that. It's okay. He's bigger than that. It's still there. He's, he's, he still has risen. You might have walked or slipped away a little bit, but you can still access that hope, that joy, that peace that he died to give you, that forgiveness. You think you're too far gone. You've done things that maybe you shouldn't have. You can't forgive yourself. God forgives you. Amen. Receive. Amen. Say thank you. 
allow his mercy and grace to fill you up. You know, it's so easy though to come into a place like today and experience the presence of God, be in worship, which was amazing, and say amen and come to agreement with what the preacher is saying. And, you know, particularly on an Easter Sunday morning, we're basking in, in his presence, aren't we? It's beautiful. We're celebrating the goodness of the risen King. But when we face these daily challenges within our marriages, our workplaces, our finances, our children, and we just don't see how that change is ever going to happen. The mountain seems too high. We can't seem to make sense of it. It seems like nonsense to believe. I want to tell you this morning that you're in good company. Not just me, but the disciples. <laughs> I know I'm good company. But the disciples experienced the very same thing. They experienced the very same thing as we read in Luke chapter 24, verse 11. When the disciples heard the testimony of the women, it made no sense and they were unable to believe what they heard. But Peter jumped up and ran the entire distance to the tomb to see for himself and stooping down, he looked inside and discovered it was empty. There was only the linen sheet lying there. Staggered by this, he walked away wondering what it meant. Another translation in the NIV says this, but they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. The disciples couldn't make sense of it all. It seemed like nonsense to them. Even after all their preparation, you know, that they had Jesus walking alongside with them. He was their teacher, their pastor. Jesus even told them what was going to happen. He said multiple times, I'm going to die, but don't worry, I'll be raised to life three days later. They were instructed on this. They walked with him, they spent time with him. And even then, they didn't get it. We laugh and think it's stupid, but that's us sometimes, isn't it? I know it's certainly me. It didn't make sense to them. It seems like nonsense. And because of this, they didn't believe. They doubted and worried and wondered. How many times do we doubt and worry and wonder? I wonder what's happening, Lord. Where are you, God? I don't know if that's ever going to happen. In one place, it says that they were sad and gloomy. Sad and gloomy. I get sad and gloomy. Sad and gloomy. How often do we feel like this? You know, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this, but let's just put it all out here this morning, uh, particularly as a pastor. But sometimes Jacob, who's so godly and spiritual, he comes to me and he speaks words of life and words of faith and words of truth and, and uplifting words. And, 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 and to be honest, sometimes it just sounds like nonsense to me. <laughs> Why? Because it doesn't make sense, because I can't see it. It's not happening, so it makes no sense in my mind, so I refuse to believe it. You're talking nonsense, as if that's ever going to happen. When we can't make sense of it, we don't believe it. And then we get discouraged, and we become defeated, and we feel hopeless. In our natural minds, God's promises at times sound like nonsense. We want things to make sense before we believe it. We want to see it before we believe it. 
And that's the disciples. They were agonised. They're like, we just, we haven't seen him. The tomb's empty, but we haven't seen him, but we just want to see him. Like, we can't believe it. It doesn't make sense. It seems like nonsense to us. It was the issue that the disciples had. They had to see it for themselves to believe it. They had to see Jesus. And you know what? Jesus was gracious enough to appear to them. Isn't he good? Would you have? I don't know. I'd be like, I told you already. (laughs) But he was so gracious. He appeared to them. You read on in chapter 4, he appears to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And then again, he appears to all the disciples. But he questioned them. And we read in Luke chapter 24, verse 25, he said, are you ready? Put your seatbelts on. Why are you so (laughs) thick-headed? Ouch. Why do you find it so hard to believe what the prophets have spoken? Further on in 37, Luke 24, 37, he says, why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your mind? He couldn't understand why they didn't believe after he had told them what would happen. He couldn't understand why they didn't believe his word and his promise and what he had said. He didn't get it. Why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your mind? And God is saying the same thing to you personally this morning and to me. When you think your marriage can't be restored, when you think your son or daughter is too far gone, when you're dealing with the same issues year after year after year, when you're praying for breakthrough for your finances, when you're even questioning, is there really a God? I'm not even sure if I believe anymore. When you don't know how you'll ever see a change for the issues or the circumstances that you're facing, Jesus says, are you ready? Put your seatbelt on. Why are you so thick-headed? Why do you find it so hard to believe my word? Why are you troubled? He's speaking to you personally for that situation, that issue, that thing where you've been questioning God. He's saying, why are you troubled and why does doubt be raised in your mind? Because it doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense to me. When Jacob's speaking this truth, it's truth. What is truth? That is truth. It doesn't matter if I, don't, if I can't make sense of it or if I can't see it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it sounds like nonsense to you. It doesn't matter if you can't see it. It doesn't matter if you can't figure out how it's going to happen. If you're that type of person that likes all your ducks lined up in a row and you can't see how the ducks are going to line up in a row, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if things appear worse. You seem to be praying for someone, in, for someone in particular and they just seem to be going in the opposite direction. It doesn't matter. None of these things matter. The only thing that matters is that you have faith and that you believe. That you have faith and that you believe. John 20, 29, Jesus said this to his disciples, Because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed of those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, yet have believed. This is what Jesus requires of us. He wants us just to put his faith in him, to believe, to have faith, to speak out those things, to speak out his promises, his word. What he said will happen, will happen. If God's word says it, we believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's give him a praise. If God says it, we will believe it. 
And what matters is that we believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he changes everything. What matters is that we believe that the same resurrection power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living inside of us. Do you believe it? That same power is living inside of you. If you're a believer this morning, what matters is that we approach life with a mindset of victory. We come from life from that aspect, not from an aspect of defeat, but from victory. Why? He won. We win. His success is our success. What matters is that we believe our sins are forgiven. It doesn't matter if you don't forgive yourself. God forgives you. Forgive yourself. He died on the cross so that you could be forgiven. I don't care what you've done. It doesn't matter. God forgives you. Forgive yourself. Surrender to his mercy and his grace. It's like nailing him back to the cross if you don't forgive yourself. God forgives you. Receive it. It doesn't matter. It's in your head right now. But what you don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God forgives you. What matters is that we believe that the old is gone and the new has come. That we are not bound by our past any longer. What matters is that we believe that we are worthy because he is worthy. We are righteous because he is righteous. What matters is that we believe that he is a God of restoration and reconciliation. It doesn't matter how broken your family is right now as you sit here on Easter Sunday morning. He's the God of restoration and reconciliation. What matters is that we believe he is for us. If my God is for me, who can be against me? If my God, the team can come. If my God is for me, is for you, who can be against us? What matters is that we believe that he is the healer, the saviour, the messiah. What matters is that we believe he is the way, the truth and the life. There's no other way. You know, you hear these days, I have my own truth. I'm going to explore this. I'm going to explore that. I'm going to... You can do all those things, but you'll come back to the same place. Back to the starting point. You can go around and go everywhere you want to go and you'll end back at the same place. And his name is Jesus Christ. No one comes to the Father except through me. His name is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What matters is that we believe that he is our starting point. You know, over the last 10 days as we've been fasting and praying uh, as a church and something I really believe that God's been speaking to me about is simply pray more and worry less. Pray more and worry less. You see, I'm a bit of a worrier. And I'm talking a worry with an O, not an A. I am a warrior in Jesus Christ. We're all warriors with an A. But I'm talking about the not so good one, the one with an O. I have a tendency to worry. And I know that. And it's something I have to work on. It's something I need to be conscious of. And I'm a big believer in not shirking responsibility. I really believe we all have a part to play. Even with God, if we want to see things in our lives come to pass, if we want to see change, and sometimes we need to start changing ourselves. Sometimes we need to cooperate with God in that change. I'm a big believer in that. But sometimes the Bible says when you have done all, to just stand. And some of us have done all. Some of us are sitting here this morning and listening online and we've done all. And God is saying to you, I don't need your help anymore. Very nicely and graciously, he loves you. But he's saying, I don't need your help anymore. I just want you to stand your ground. I want you to hold your position. And I want you to keep on praying and keep on believing and keep on having faith. But I'd want you to just stand. Because worrying ain't going to get us anywhere. Just gives me no sleep at night. And probably annoys the heck out of Jacob. 
But God is saying, leave it with me. Ephesians 6.13 says, Therefore put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. To just stand. Hold your position. A position of victory. We stand from a position full of faith. We stand from a position of truth. Not defeat, not hopelessness, but victory. Why? Because he won, we win. He wins, we win. His success is our success. If he said it, we believe it. If he said it, we believe it. And on this perfect Easter Sunday, we choose to believe that. That on this day, that Jesus changes everything. And in that we put our hope, we put our peace, we have love, we have joy. We have all those good things, the fruits of the Holy Spirit as he pours his life into us and back out through us. You know what else is in that? Is rest. He loves rest. Some of us could do with some rest. Just being in his presence. Because Jesus Christ has the victory, we can lean into that rest. We can rest in him. We can allow him to do what only he can do. Only he can change hearts. Only he can change certain circumstances. Yes, there's a part we play at times, but other times, let's just give it over to him. But we keep the faith. We keep our position. And we trust in the resurrection power. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for your word this morning, Father God. And I just pray for every single person right now, Lord God. Whatever situation, circumstance, uh, whether it's their marriage, their children, their workplace, whatever it may be, Lord God, or if it's just things in their heart, addictions on their life, Father God, we just thank you that you change everything, that the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is living in every single person and you have the power to change and restore and supersede and do only what you can do, Lord God. And I just ask this morning, Lord God, that you would impart fresh hope, fresh vision, fresh dreams, that those things that where people think those dreams and those desires and those things that they're believing for and hoping for, they, they think they maybe they have died, but you are a resurrector of life. And just like you rose from the dead, that you can bring these things to life again. And all you're asking us to do is to just believe, to put our faith in you, our trust in you. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to just stand when you're calling us to stand from a position of victory. So I pray that you'd strengthen every person right now, Lord God. We thank you that you are the risen King and that we can come into your house and rejoice and glorify your name this morning, Lord God. Just why our eyes are closed right now. You know, I had no idea how my life, my dead life could slide away and how I would come alive again. You know, I didn't even, I didn't, I just thought they were lyrics from uh, Bono and, and Michael Hutchinson. I didn't know that that could actually happen. I didn't know it was possible, but it happened. And it happened because I simply put my faith in Jesus Christ. I made him Lord of my life. I chose to let go of my old life and, and I decided to make Lord of my life because I'd make a mess of mine. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm sure he can do a better job. And so I took that first step. 
and it totally transformed my life, set me free from drug addiction, bad behaviour, hopelessness, unforgiveness and put me back into relationship with my Heavenly Father, where I was meant to be all along. You don't know why you're on this earth. You'll be searching forever until you're back into the arms of your Heavenly Father, where we belong. And that has to be the starting point. And this was my starting point where I found out who I was and what my life was about, what my purpose, what my destiny was. I found that peace and that hope and that joy for the very first time ever. And so I just want to ask anybody, I don't want to close the service without giving anybody an opportunity here this morning in the building and online. If you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you've never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, then this morning is your moment. And it's just such a simple prayer. It's Romans 10.9, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. And that's all it is. Or maybe you've come back to church for the very first time in a long time and you've walked away and you want to make a recommitment. This morning is the morning. And so if that's anybody here in the building, if you just slip your hand up in the air, anybody online, just pop in the comments and let us know. But if that's anyone in the building... I'll just give a few more moments. And we're going to pray all together. Anybody here that hasn't ever entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, well, we're just going to pray right now all together if you can follow after me. Lord, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive my sins. Wash me clean, and today I choose to live for you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time in the building or online, let us know and we'd love to get some resources to you. Today is the best day moving forward. It's your starting point in Jesus Christ. Let's give a round of applause in case there was anybody. Fantastic. Well, what we're going to do right now is we thought it would be a great idea just to share communion together. And so the team are going to play a special song for us, a special item. And in your own time, when you're ready, if you want to come over and grab your communion right here and then just sit, come back down and just spend time in God's presence and talk to Him. Speak to Him. Today's your day with Him. And, uh, and I'm just going to pray right now for that. Lord, we just commit these emblems to you, Lord God. We thank you for what they represent, Father God. And as we take them, Lord, I just pray that we just say thank you and we say and we come to you with grateful hearts and we remember that you died on the cross on Good Friday and rose again today and we celebrate that together. Amen. All right, if you want to, if the team are going to go into a song, please come forward and, and grab your communion. crown of thorns placed on his head he knew that he would soon be dead he said did you forget me father did you they nailed him to a wooden cross soon all the world would feel the loss of Christ the King before Ah. Uh -huh. 
the skies that I am coming home now, Father, to you. A reed which held his final sip was gently lifted to his lips. fantastic message. Can we put our hands together again for Pastor Mel? It was such a powerful message. Jesus is our starting point and we walk by faith, not by sight. So let's continue that today and in our everyday. Amen. Amen. Well, unfortunately, it is bringing us to the end of our service, but don't run off. Please stick around. We're going to have some heaps of fun outside. There's an animal farm. <laughs> yeah, so fancy. There's a ice cream van. There's sausage sizzles. So why don't you grab yourselves a uh, drink and, and head outside and just connect, hang about a bit, connect with us, have some fun with us. And also, we would love to see you guys back next week. We're going to start our new series, Identity. So it's going to be a powerful series. We'd love to see you all back. Church, we love you. God bless you. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Amen. Amen.